Welcome to Sports Takes R Us, where we give you the locks, losses, and everything in between. Here are this week's manager specials. Just like the Jazz, we've got your spreads covered for your weekend gathering. Spread cheese on sale this week only. Rory and Justin missed the weekend cut, but that doesn't mean you have to. Fresh cuts of fried rib on sale, up $7 a pound. NFL free agency market is as hot as Sports Takes R Us. Don't miss your franchising opportunities this season. That is all for this week's specials. Judy, clean up in the freezers. Lake Tahoe can't keep them cold. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Manager Special Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Grealish, with my co-host, Andrew Green. Unfortunately, we do not have Matt Shane Rod with us tonight. Uh, he would not be sitting here. He'd be sitting at his house in Kansas City. But <laughs> Virtually. Here, there, neither. Uh, Andrew, how are you doing tonight? Doing great. I feel good. Um, do you feel good from all the beers that we've drank? I feel, in the yeah, I, I feel good for a number of reasons. You know, I don't want this to be my monologue, um, but the quick reasons why I feel good, obviously the beers that we've had, yep. and also my girl Candy is staying in Drag Race. Oh, she got Christ. saved at the last moment. Did we talk about that last week? Uh, I don't think so. Week? Okay, so okay, you might as well make it your monologue, because you have to tell us about but, who uh, Candy is and uh, what I, she but is. I was going to talk about Abigail. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, so RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. season 13. Mm-hmm. Uh we, my friends, have a fantasy draft where we watched the first few episodes. We decided who we liked. We did a, you know, typical fantasy draft, snake draft. Picked some queens, and um, I, the four queens that I was, I was, I had picked. Um, the last three weeks, or they all went home, mm-hmm. and I had one queen left, and her name was Candy Muse. And Candy Muse was is not that good. Um, I've not seen anything I've liked from her, and I've only watched one episode. <laughs> she's she's a personality, mm-hmm. and that's why I liked her. I thought her personality would be able to like take her pretty far. Yeah, but her looks have been sus- subpar, and mm-hmm. her performances have been average. And so she's found herself in the bottom a number of times. And for those of you sports listeners who don't know what drag race is, it's not the cars that race. It is men who dress as women. And it's an art form, and it's actually very entertaining, and I enjoy it a lot. And so, uh, I mean, I don't drag, but there's nothing wrong with that. So we watched tonight's episodes on Fridays on VH1, and I was not impressed with Candy Muse once again. And she, again, first inkling wasn't impressed at all. So she found herself in the bottom again, and it was between her and Simone. And Simone is a favorite of mine. I wish I could have picked her. Um, it's been brought to my attention by my one of my friends uh, that she always wears the same outfits, and it's mm-hmm. just like a big bikini, basically mm-hmm. sports bra and bikini. I'm like, no, she's flawless. And then she shows up today, and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess another skimpy outfit. So. Simone and Candy lip synced for their life, and clearly Simone was the winner. And I would have thought that Candy was going to go home, and so she gave her all like, "Thank you for this opportunity. You really changed my life, RuPaul. Blah blah blah. I've had great friends here, and I'm I'm going to go home. Thank you." And she's like, "Wait, Candy. This is what Ru says. Wait, 
you're staying too. And it's just all like, oh my God, I'm so glad. I'm so sad. I'm tears. And everyone's like, yay, we're glad that they're both staying. Now, it is possible in the past of RuPaul's Drag Race, happened in season 11, the one of the greatest lip sync moments ever. Brooklyn Heights and Evie Oddly, they turned it out. It was incredible. It was Cirque du Soleil. It was fucking amazing. They, oh, incredible. A couple seasons, I think it was, I don't know, they did a Shut Up and Drive to Rihanna, and it was it, it was amazing. Like, those were lip syncs that were, that were, were required, required, not like, oh, could possibly, no, required a double save, Evie Oddly in Brooklyn Heights. Because then it, they went on to be the winner and the runner-up. Yeah. They were very good queens. They they had a bad week. They didn't deserve to be in the bottom. Candy, however, has been in the bottom a lot. And I don't see Candy being a top three or even the winner of the season. If that if Candy ended up winning, I'd be surprised. I'd be I, I don't I love that. I'm rooting for Candy. Because she's my only queen left, but also she's a little different than the mm-hmm. other queens. She's yep. she's a little heavier. She's you know not as she's not a look queen. She but she can turn it out. So I'm rooting for her, but I didn't think she deserved to be safe. But I'm glad she is. Well, I as soon as RuPaul said tonight, wait. I Ugh. looked at you across the room and I said, Andrew, your ass is fucking saved. Well, because before that, I was like, I was like, I was like. I knew it. I mean, I was ready for. I was. I was expecting her to go home. Me too. And and then you said, "Well, it looks like your fantasy season in RuPaul's." I'm like, "I think it is." Within the same breath, I said, "Yeah, it looks like." And I I text I texted my friends Dylan and Billy from the QBL pod. Mm -hmm. I said, "I said, well, because that's who I'm in the fantasy (laughs) RuPaul's race with." And I said, "I'm like, well, it looks like my my turn is done." And then because we're watching it on on YouTube YouTube TV, not a sponsor. Uh, we're a little bit behind of cable, and Dylan goes, "Oh, you're behind," and I'm like, "What?" And then it's just like, "RuPaul, wait." I'm like, "Fuck, you're safe too." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so I was, yeah, so yeah, I was. Yeah, oh, it's it's a weird moment because it's like I'm happy. It's bittersweet. It is bittersweet because I'm happy that you can continue on in your trials and tribulations of exactly. RuPaul Drag Race. But I also I want the best queen to win. And you just feel like it's a salty moment. It is a salty moment. Because you look at the mudslinging that is now being thrown from the lip sync for your life in the past seasons for the double saves. Mm-hmm. And now you're looking at this and saying, it's tarnished. It just doesn't matter anymore. So I think I think because the, the past, the double saves have been like, I can't, she's been like, I can't send someone home. Like, that was incredible. Mm-hmm. But like, she was like, no. Oh, but wait, like, I want to see more from you. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes you get, like, the wait, I'm not going to send you home in the beginning because it's still early. It's like, you came all this way. Yeah. I want to see more from you. Now, maybe this because it's a COVID season, she is like, I want to see more from you. And, you know, you came all this way. But, I mean, <laughs> a bunch of queens have already gone home, so I don't think that's the case. Yeah. But well, I don't know. You know? We'll find, um, we will see. We'll find out next Friday. I bet you Candy goes home next Friday. I bet you she'll find herself in the bottom again. <laughs> and then next Friday, we'll, we'll have the same conversation all over again. Exactly. Well, <laughs> then I'll go talk about my girl Abigail and Katie from The Bachelor. <laughs> the justice. I, I will say, before, real quick, before yeah. I go. So I was my original monologue that I was going to give was about Katie and 
uh, Abigail. Yeah. Which the past two Friday, so last Monday and this Monday, Katie and Abigail went home. Two of my favorites in The Bachelor. If you watch The Bachelor, you're probably not listening to the podcast here. But <laughs> spoiler alert, you probably have other places to go watch your podcast. Exactly. Um, I was very sad when both of them went home. I was like, no, they deserve. Like they deserve to find love, and then I realized I'm very happy for both of them because they're gonna find love with someone way better than Matt, and possibly could be me. Hey, <laughs> if one of them is the Bachelorette, I'm throwing my name in the hat. I will gladly throw my name in the hat. Well, I hope you, I hope you uh, make your way to the Bachelorette episodes, even though I, I hate those shows with a burning passion i will watch and i will root just for you andrew but i think that you'll need to get cut as fuck for those shows Mm -mm. no i'm gonna give them a real a real look real life person and be like everybody else is super cut and and then me come out of limo and then katie or abigail whoever's the bachelor goes oh Oh. no 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 it's gonna be a oh because like everybody else is like these like ripped fucking brainless no thoughts behind their eyes and I'm going to be like, hey, do you like Lord of the Rings? I, I do too. And then she's going to be like, oh, yeah, 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 kind yeah. of. What about what about RuPaul's Drag Race? And then she's going to be like, oh, yeah. And she's like, yeah, tell me more about it. I'm like, well, uh, Shangela was robbed in All Stars 3. She should have been in the top you're three. Just, you're just literally going to bring back. Do you remember Average Joe? It was a dating show from like way back in the day. Yeah. It was like one or two seasons. So okay, yeah, it. yeah. And then yeah. I, that's me. And be, yeah. like, be like, oh, I used to be a college swimmer. I used to be fit, but th- I go on walks every morning and I go <laughs> golfing three times a week. That's my cardio. So oldest fuck dude at this point. <laughs> I put on my khakis and my sweater because it's a little chilly in the mornings and I go for a nice brisk walk up to Prospect Hill. I have a nice hot black cup of coffee. You know, just the way I drank it in Korea. And <laughs> I look out at the city and go, this city's going to be beautiful when it's done being built. Because I got oh, all the cranes. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, anything else? I guess it. <laughs> well, uh, for me, catch up on the week. Uh, I have not watched any sports. I have literally consumed everything from... Uh, dog videos to beer and like dog training videos and uh, letter Kenny. Those are the only things I've watched like this past week. Because if you listen to the last episode, I'm a doggy, doggy daddy. Uh, he's sitting right here. I don't want to pick him up because he's kind of asleep. And yeah, we don't want to disturb him. Either. Yeah, it's, it's kind of late at night. So if he's being quiet, that's like all I care about. So, uh, yeah, I'm doggy daddy. Andrew got mad at me last week because I had to cut the podcast short because Emily. Podcast, we already had like an hour and a half. It was, it was good. It was good. But Emily walked in and she was like, okay, it's time to go. We really need to go pick up the dog. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. We're recording a podcast right now. I need to get an on-air light literally for outside this room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, the dog is cute. I uh, he is much smaller than I thought. Like yeah. Dan, Dan had sent me pictures. He's like, look at look at uh, look at. The, I don't want to say his name because you know, privacy wise, we don't want you know the stalkers of the internet. Yeah, to, like, yeah, track him down. Exactly. So he's 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 here, and um, 
Bam sending pictures, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. And then I show up, I go, oh my God, he's so small. Yeah. He looked a lot bigger in the photos. Dude, he is a stud, though. He's 15 pounds and like all of this big. Like, dude, he's 15 pounds and is afraid to jump off the couch. He's not a stud. <laughs> we'll get he's there. a little pussy. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get him to JJ Watt level. Why don't we go to the NBA? Um, just because Matt, unfortunately, isn't here. He has obviously some prior commitments. Uh, I'm actually going to check on them and see. I'll do a check. Yeah, we should check. We see what the Jazz, because they were playing, I think, the Clippers today at Oh, 10 o'clock. So it's 11.30 right now while we're recording on Friday. So where are we at? They're probably still playing. They are losing mm-hmm. uh, 59 to 54 with nine, 10 minutes left in the third quarter. So there's still lots of time. That sounds like a low-scoring game. Yeah, and the Clippers aren't you know the Clippers aren't bad. Mm-hmm. The Clippers still have Kawhi and Paul George. They're twenty one yeah. and nine, so like they're a good team. Yeah, I'm. I weirdly am rooting for the Utah Jazz. I mean, having known what the second most populated city of Utah is from the last podcast. Yep, that's that's why I am. I'm a big fan. Well, um, so <laughs> the Utah Jazz again have been undefeated since the last time we recorded recorded last Friday podcast got released on Sunday um Utah Jazz could pull it out again if they continue to go on pace for the Golden State record Matt did say that he he would buy us all our drinks all our drinks when we go to Kansas City we should really get him to pay for us to fly out there um (laughs) look I I I'm not a sports gambler, mm-hmm. so I will talk to this point. You want to look this up? What's the spread for this LA Clippers game? Yeah. Um, so. Well, I can give you the live line. That's fine. So last time when we talked, the last podcast we talked about the the Bucks when they were playing the Bucks, yeah. and we were like, "Don't bet like the the Utah Jazz or yeah, a you Mirage." Don't want to take the and that was a week ago, and I don't think they've lost since. <laughs> they haven't. We should have so, taken it. Utah so, Jazz. Oh my god, Utah Jazz plus four and a half. So they're underdogs, we, right? That means they're underdogs. That means they're underdogs. So they need to lose by four and a half points. So they're they need right, to lose by four points to cover that. Oh, and so, right now they're in that wheelhouse. So even if they lose, they can yep. still keep the streak of not of, of covering of covering, well. which. Uh, can I look up that stat right now? I'm sure they've covered everything. I think that was the last stat was like they've covered like yeah, Matt had yeah. So for the season, the Utah Jazz are twenty two six and one against the spread. It's a pretty good record. Well, that's just about what their record is right now. They're like twenty three and five or something like that. Yeah, and I am going to take that. At four and a half minus one fourteen. So you're gonna live bet right now. <laughs> Literally, I'm gonna do it right now. <clears throat> nice. So yeah. So um, and the only players I know who are on the Utah Jazz are Donovan Mitchell and who's the guy that uh, shut down the NBA last year? The Rudy Rudy Gobert. Yeah, Gobert. So yeah, that's. I mean, I'm not a big basketball. I mean, I am a basketball fan. Um, I'm definitely out of practice. I used yeah. to know like where players were playing. Now, I literally, I think a couple of like a month ago or a month, two months ago, I, I looked and go, wait, James Harden's on the Nets. So that's where oh, my, yeah, you missed. I missed a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Yeah. So uh, with that, that's the NBA. Yeah, I think we can skip that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move to the NHL. NHL this weekend. We got the Winter Classic. Winter Classic in uh, Lake Pla- Tahoe. Tahoe. 
Lake Tahoe. I wanted to say Placid. You know I wanted to say Placid. I know you did. Uh, Everybody Lake, knows you did. Lake Tahoe. Uh, we have the Bruins versus Flyers. Um, so that is... They, um, they moved the time for daylight. So they originally were supposed to play at noon yep. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They moved it to 11 so that the teams don't have to deal with the high sunlight um, because it's outside in the ice oh so yeah so and it's it's so that's that's the bruins and the flyers um they've played each other that sunday i think it's sunday at 11 okay and saturday the avalanche and the vegas knights are playing yep i honestly nesson botched the deal with like all of the streaming services so now i really don't get to watch any bruins um well that's that's the other thing too from what i've heard is that youtube like i use youtube tv not a sponsor um they nesson gave them (laughs) nesson gave them the like deal of a lifetime apparently and youtube tv didn't take it so there must be like some shady backdoor stuff that nesson is doing Um, oh so okay i was under the impression that nesson botched it and they fucked it up, and that's why it's not on like those things. <laughs> well, my my idea is that um, no, they did botch it. They probably did some backdoor stuff because if they're going to these networks and we're hearing that it was like the deal of a lifetime, like there was no reason why Hulu Live, YouTube TV didn't pick up Nesson. It wouldn't make sense if they were giving them giving it to them for like ten cents on the dollar. Why would they do that? So it must have been something they botched. So yes, we can't watch. I can only, I can only watch the Bruins. Excuse me, if they're playing on like the Sunday night. Actually, I'm so I'm sure we'll be able to watch the Winter Classic. It will probably be on NBC Sports. Yep. And so whenever they play like the Sunday night or the Sunday games and the Wednesday rivalry, mm-hmm. um, but I don't even know what is the format of the. Did they do a change? In the NHL, I feels like the Bruins are only playing East Coast yeah, games. The divisions changed, and they're not going West because of no. COVID. Yeah, and well, it's just in general the whole divisions changed. Uh, I think the Bruins are playing in the Mass Mutual, so they're only Atlantic playing like the Flyers, division. the Buffalo, the Jet, yeah. Jersey Nets, uh, Jersey Nets, New Jersey Devils, yep. the Hartford Whalers. You know all those teams, the the uh, Nordiques, the yep. core of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see the new alignment. I remember people were mad that like they're like because the NHL like sold the division so it's like the mass oh, mutual yeah, division. If people were like mad, I'm like fuck off. Like the NHL is not like the NFL or the MLB that drives this major money. You know, you to pay the players to make these deals. Yeah, sure. Slap a couple of advertisements on their helmets. You know, as long as it's not like the soccer, like the, the Premier League, where you have like it's like, oh, we're the Chelsea, you know, we're Chelsea, but like they're fucking uh, soccer. Their, their whole uniforms a billboard. I don't know who their team is. <laughs> well, that's um, that's what I think hockey was more leaning to. I it's, mean, they want, they, hockey is more of a European like sport, Canadian sport, more so than American. We can't get mad at them. I'm not mad at it. No, I'm not mad at it either. Like, yeah, the division, like hearing mass mutual division or whatever it is, like, yeah, that kind of sucks. But 
It's neither here nor there. Do you think people are really going to be like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe the Bruins were the mass mutual. Like, they're going to go, oh, my God, they won the division. Oh, they won the mass mutual division. Yeah. No, that sounds like it's... you're a fucking, that sounds like you're a tard harder being like, oh, yeah, the mass mutual division. No, I'll be like, they won their division. Exactly. Like, I'm not even like, that. even like the Red Sox and the Patriots are like, oh, they won the division again. Like, yeah, it's the AFC East or it's the uh, AL East or whatever it is. Yeah, but if you heard, oh, yeah, uh, so-and-so won the Well, it's along the same the Popeyes line. AFC East division. Well, it's along the same time. When they win, like when a team wins the AFC, like in football, the AFC and the NFC, mm-hmm. those trophies have names. They just oh, yeah. say, like, oh, they won the AFC. Or like, oh, they won, like, no one's up in arms where there's a naming of the trophy. No. And it's the same thing where it's like, oh, you won the division, you won the pennant, whatever it is. That's all it is. Yeah. So I think, but because hockey, yeah, doesn't generate as much revenue, they, they needed to they name. They need to do it. And that's fine. It's not a big deal. No, but people are just deal. upset. People can fucking shove it. <laughs> they can sit on it and spin. And they, because the thing is, because they don't drive the revenue, and it's not like they're putting all the branding like on their no, jerseys. No, they're putting it up on their shoulders. Yeah, and it's, the NBA yeah. has the same thing. Like I think the Celtics are GE. I think the Clippers are Bumble. Like there's yeah. corporate sponsorships because you know, hate to break it to you, to be able to watch a sport, you need to be corporate sponsorship in this day and age. You need money. Yeah. And who's got money is corporations. So. Yeah, I mean, we do have whatever it is, billionaire. Don't get me started. With that. Owners <laughs> in the teams, but. No, I I agree. It's it's a bankroll for them. They want to continue to it to be a liquid asset, and the league is going to do the same. Well, yep. at least NHL. Uh, well, NBA. Everyone is. Everybody Everyone is. is. And because it's because the NHL doesn't have the opportunities as big oh, as like as everyone else. Like yeah. ESPN and ABC have that contract, so that's why basketball is like you go on. Literally, I went on to ESPN today, not a sponsor, not to talk shit about ESPN, but ESPN is a little shit mm-hmm. because I go into you know on my and I, I I'm sure you can probably adjust your your sports at the top of your dashboard. Yeah, and it's like NFL, NBA, MLB, or whatever it is. Not actually, it's not even the MLB. It's the NBA, the NFL. And like more, and when you go to more to get to the NHL, it goes for me. I think this might be just like analytics because golf is higher for me because mm-hmm. I'm always going on it more. But it goes the NBA G League, G League, and then the NHL. That's crazy. And, and the fact that the-, the G League is ahead of like the WNBA too, I'm like, come on, like that's not even the real professional. Like the WNBA should be higher than the G League. The G League is the it's the diff- Portland Lobsters. The G League is essentially AAA baseball, but for basketball. The and G they League- don't move. And the fact that they call it the G League, I don't know why. Like I liked it when they call this developmental league, the D League. They should call it the D League. I don't know what the G stands for. I don't know either. I'm sure there's a thing for it. Um. All right, we talked a lot about basketball and talked about NHL. Oh, NHL here. So you sent an article about Sidney Crosby being potentially traded by Pittsburgh Steelers. Do I think that's going to happen? Probably. I don't think Probably? Yeah. Why? They have a new GM. It's a new management. But why would they trade their, their franchise player? Because he's been there for a hot minute and... You can probably get a lot from Sidney Crosby. If that's, they've gotten plenty out of Sidney Crosby. They've won three cups with him. But what? 
I'm done. I'm actually dumbfounded by the like. Typically, I would think that we agree on a lot of things. You just think they're gonna send them off, ship them off, and that's gonna be it. No, they're not shipping them off for nothing. Well, I'm not saying they're gonna get a fucking bucket of pucks, but they're gonna get something for them. Yeah, they've definitely. So I think what they the the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers, the Pittsburgh Penguins have they've been fine. They've won with him. It's the same thing with like the Patriots. He's probably a contract thing. He's probably up, and it's like we can either get something for him or he's gonna walk. I don't know. I didn't really read the article. I don't really like Sidney Crosby. <laughs> well, but I could also see – I mean, because I'm not a Pittsburgh fan, I'm like, oh, it makes sense because players move teams all the time. Like we've seen it in New England. We've seen Mookie Betts go. We've seen you know Benintendi go. We've seen Pedro go to new teams even though they were like the face of the franchise. Tom yeah. Brady. You know, the only one who hasn't really was, was David Ortiz in recent memory. Okay, well – in this, in this article, it says that, that you read in twenty seconds. <laughs> I'm going that through. Skim it. Um, I mean, there's a lot to it. I don't think Pittsburgh is going to move away from Sidney Crosby. That would just be ridiculous, unless he's asking for an absurd amount of money, and it's like there's young and up and coming players. But again, Matt last week is I think talking. He's only thirty four. He's still kind of young. Thirty. Thirty four. I think he's younger than that. I think we literally had this conversation last time. I bet. I think <laughs> we both have bad memories, but I'm thinking he's like 34. 33 or 34. He's 33. Yeah. I just think... For those of you listening last week, I think we had that conversation, and I literally think I said the same exact thing, and it was close. <laughs> well, it's, it's just the fact that I'm bringing up the conversation that Matt had, where Pat McAfee was talking about how you're not seeing a lot of stars coming up through the NHL. It's just in Europe, Canada, yes, you do right. because they're playing when they're in diapers. In the U.S., not so much. And for a market that honestly is mostly surrounded by the U.S., I mean, how many there's professional more Canadians? Professional, are? There's more, yeah. There's, there's more Canadians playing, but there's less Canadian teams in the league. Yes, so, Sidney Crosby moving from the Pittsburgh Penguins. It would be a big deal, but I can oh, definitely see it. 110%. It's a big deal, but it's, I think for someone who has won three cups with Pittsburgh, has been an elite player for the whole time, pretty much, he has been in Pittsburgh. He's won gold medals. Like, he has done a lot for Pittsburgh, but. At 33 years old, if the right players aren't around him, like if the team is, the team could be going down. Yeah. And Pittsburgh may see we're going down rather than holding on to Sidney Crosby. Maybe we trade and we get a bunch of stuff for him or we get something for him and also give him that second. Like he's got at least another five years with him. I just. I, I just think Pittsburgh would be insane to trade him. Just, J.J. Watt cut, got cut by Houston. It's essentially the same thing. The face of their franchise. How close was he to free to free agency? Or Sidney Crosby or J.J. Watt? J.J. Watt, not Sidney Crosby. I don't fucking know. All right. Well, I just, I just think that... Well, J.J. Watt was in a situation where... I don't know how close he was to free agency, but... Houston fucked up by hiring Bill O'Brien, that fucking hack. 
we can get into we can get into this a little bit more. When we okay. Get to the, so uh, I don't realistically, NFL. if Sydney if, if Sydney Crosby is really getting traded, yes, I believe it. Mm-hmm. I believe it's a good thing. I think Sydney Crosby because it's like the like when Tom Brady left the Patriots. Yeah. People were upset. Yeah. People were like, "Oh my God, we're really sad that Tom Brady." Like, but at the same time, we're like, "Go, Tom. Be free." Rome. Some of us were. I was. I mean, I'm a huge Tom Brady truther. I'm okay. For a lot of people, I, I am a Tom Brady truther in the sense that he is the goat. Like, there's no one that's ever going to be better. In the sense of New England, yeah, there's a lot of again back alley shit that like New England didn't help out Tom Brady at all, but. Tom Brady didn't leave like the most purest taste in my mouth. Like No. And that's why I mean I, I think both ends it's bad, but that's what I'm saying. Like you have Sidney Crosby, who is the face of a franchise, like vis a vis Tom Brady, like you're comparing them the two. I don't even know vis a vis is so, correct. Okay, but. so here's the so Chara. Yes. How do you feel about Chara playing for the Capitals? It hurts. Okay. That hurts. Okay. But it's essentially the same thing as, as Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby is to Pittsburgh what Chara was to the Bruins. Chara was there longer at the Bruins. Chara got here in 06. Yeah. Sidney Crosby got there in like 07, 08 or whatever it is. Or 09. I don't 09 believe my... that though. You I don't, don't believe. No, 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 no. I don't believe in the fact of. Chara to Sidney Crosby. You're comparing like a much older asset to Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby's 33 right now. Chara's 43. 10 years older. <laughs> what are you but, talking okay. You're talking about a bucket of pucks. True, true, true. And so that's the beer. Uh, so, okay. So basically, imagine trading Chara from the Bruins in 2011. Right before they win the Stanley Cup, or right after they win the Stanley Cup. No, because he was a he was an Andrew. You're talking about ten years ago when he. Well, no, but I mean that's that's what Sidney Crosby is. That's what I'm saying. Sidney Crosby at 33 and Chara yeah. at 33. So, okay, in that sense, yeah, that would be asinine to trade Chara at the. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> You're literally looking at it from I'm, my point of view. I'm still saying that Sidney Crosby. Go pound sand. I, right. I understand in the sense that you're saying you have a 33 year old yet asset who has won you three cups. Can you trade him for a lot of value, prospect value, this, that, and the other? Yes, you can. But within the NHL, if even if you're eyeing five first rounders at fucking first like first Unless round, you overall, get Connor McDavid. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> there's no way that. You can build that much assets. No one in their right mind is going to trade you five straight years of first-round picks. Well, duh. That'd be fucking stupid. Yeah, but that's like what you would be asking for for Sidney Crosby. I, I, I wouldn't say you would be asking for it, but I just don't see it. Yeah. Okay. I don't see the, the Penguins getting rid of them. If they did, <laughs> whatever well, team gets but, them. But, I mean, like, you know... You got players who were traded, like who were really like, like even like Joe Thornton would traded. I know. Players get traded. Obviously, they do get traded and 
good players and faces of franchise. Now, Sidney Crosby is an elite player and an elite face. Like, it's one thing to be like, oh, Joe Thornton. Like, the Bruins were like, yeah, we like Joe Thornton. Every other, like, market team was like, who? But, but is the, the Pittsburgh Penguins in dire straits? That's the only reason why I'm going to interrupt you. I don't know. No. Not. I am not watching hockey that much. They're not. But I definitely, not wanna, I definitely want to see Sidney Crosby somewhere else. Because, first of all, I hate Sidney Crosby. Mm-hmm. I think he should pound sand. I think he's a wuss. And I I think he's a great player. I think he is very talented. And when he's playing on the Canadian team with Bergeron and Marchand, I'm all rooting for him. Mm-hmm. As long as the Americans aren't playing. But I'm rooting for him because I like Bergeron and Marchand. And it's one of those players like Marchand, for example. I love Marchand. He plays for the Bruins. If Marchand played for any other team, I'd fucking hate him. Yeah. He's a pill. He's a fucking rat. Now, if Sidney Crosby, I hate him mm-hmm. on the Penguins, if he were to make his way to the Bruins some miraculous way, I'd be like, I've loved him forever. I think he's a great player, which I have been saying. You are Okay. 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 Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because I think this... This this is a crochet of just beautiful knit work that we're about to have. Like, I am a knitter, and I'm going to make you the most beautiful sweater Easy. you have ever had in your life. And I hope you know where I'm going with this. You are just as worse, like, worse for wear as Tampa Bay is. And I'm looking at you dead in the eyes. You were talking about one of, like, a great, great hockey player coming to Boston and you being like, Sidney Crosby. I've always said he's a good hockey player. I love you forever. I've never, I've hated. No, 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 no. There is no way that you take that switch and you go, flick, and you flick it and you're like, oh my God, Sidney Crosby, like the greatest of all time. Like I am. Oh, I'm not saying he's the greatest. I'm not saying he's the greatest all time. No, I know. I that that is absurd. But no, I know what you're saying. You're saying okay, Tampa Bay fans hated Tom Brady for mm -hmm. years, years. But the moment years and years and years, the moment he comes to their team, they're like all of a sudden, oogle and boogles and. But okay, what's wrong with that? You mean to tell me that if Derek Jeter didn't if Derek Jeter back in the early 2000s and came to the Red Sox after hating him on the Yankees you'd be like he's a great fucking shortstop you have to say he's a great shortstop you have to say that Sidney Crosby no. is a great hockey okay. player okay i don't want to get into it but Derek Jeter yes as a great shortstop that he was he wasn't even the best shortstop of his time nomar was 10 times better and if nomar stayed healthy nomar would have dwarfed Derek Jeter's success but if the the point being, you root for your home team, you root for the players on your home team. You may hate a player, you despise this player, and then they come on your team and you're like, "We love this player." And that's not a that's not a weird thing. That's not a foreign concept. It's not a foreign concept for for me. It's a foreign concept. Uh, to be completely honest, and I'll hate a player. I'll hate a player. Until they're on the team. Yeah. They're on the team for a year. Mm-hmm. They do okay. Now, if they come to the team and they suck, oh, I hate the player more. But they come to the John team. John Carlos Stanton. If he had come to the Red Sox, how and, would you have felt? And he had performed the way he's performing now? Uh-huh. Uh, now or no, no, oh, okay, no, so, no, so, no, no, no. When wait, he first came. When John Carlos Stanton left the Marlins to go to the Yankees. Yes, 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 yes. And then he left the Yankees to come to the Red Sox? 
Is that the, what, what? What scenario are you giving me here? I'm giving you the sense when John, you're a Yankees fan. I'm going to put you in a Yankees fan uniform. Okay. Unfortunately, okay. I know Shut it makes it. you fucking shiver. You're. I'm talking Marlins. John Carlos Stanton comes to the Yankees in that first season because okay. I was at the Red Sox. The f- I think both games that John Carlos Stanton, at least I was at two games when John Carlos Stanton was there. Okay. So. So I'm a Yankee fan. You're a Yankee fan. John Carlos Stanton comes to the Yankees. Now, I as a Yankee fan, I'm not hating John Carlos Stanton at the moment. Prior to him coming to the Yankees, correct. He comes to the Yankees. I'm ecstatic because of the production that he could possibly give us. Correct. The years that he's been a Yankee has been very disappointing. Yes. I hate him uh-huh. for his disappointing production. Yes. He leaves and goes to the Red Sox now. This, now I'm giving you a curveball to this scenario. Oh, Jesus. I'm a Yankee fan still. You're the Red Sox fan. We give you John Carlos Stanton. For I, what? It doesn't what matter. It doesn't for? matter. You now, the Red Sox have John Carlos Stanton yeah. because the Yankees were like, we're done with you. Yeah. I think as a Yankee fan, I would be like, fuck John Carlos Stanton going to the Sox, our rivals, even though I was like, I'm glad John Carlos Stanton is with the Red Sox because he sucks. But I mean. That's a bad example. You gave me a that terrible is a, example. Well, I gave you an example of no, you because, being a Yankees so, fan. Yeah, okay. I'm talking, I'm talking that, like, the production I lost the train of thought of where that was going. But. So you're talking about a player, yes, who had production, had production, who players you don't like because they're mm-hmm. successful, yeah, and then they come to your team and you're like, I'm happy that they're on our team, yeah, they're there for a year or two, and, and they this, can't produce. Well, then we hate them, yeah. But let's say they come to the team and they produce for two years, yeah. Let's say LeBron comes to the Celtics, <sighs> yep. For two years, mm-hmm. does well. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, with LeBron's caliber, we would expect a championship. If we don't win a championship, we call him. He says he sucks and he, whatever, because we can't be happy in Boston. Mm-hmm. But he comes. He wins a championship. Let's say in those two years, he's there. He wins a championship, and then he leaves and goes and plays somewhere else. Yep. Most likely, as a as a Boston fan, we're going to be like, we like LeBron now. He came, he helped us win a championship, and then he left. I don't, you know, I don't. Okay. As a general Boston fan, maybe. I think For be- me, I do have to say this point. I feel as if I am a sports fan over a homer. I didn't grow up with that much, like, American sports. Like, I played basketball when I was a kid. I played baseball when I was a kid. I wasn't, like, too interested in it. I played soccer. Like, my dad is an immigrant. Like, I wasn't, like, super, super ingrained in sports when I was super young. Unlike a lot of people. Um, So, even my dad. Like, my dad is a super big, like, New England Patriots fan now. Because they're winners. (laughs) Well, yeah. they're, They're winners. But, I mean, he's been here long enough. Like, he's been watching them and everything like that. I just never watched football. I never played football, even like the size that I am. People are like, "Oh, you never played football." I just, I, I wasn't always this big. <laughs> I wasn't always this big. No, even when I was a kid, I was I was big for my size, but I just never played football. I didn't play sports all. Well, I mean, I did play sports, but I didn't play them all that much. I didn't follow them all that much. It wasn't until I was older when I started watching sports, like really getting into it. 
Um, so I feel like I'm more of like fantasy in my mind, like fantasy, like baseball. I mean, not fantasy baseball, fantasy football, fantasy hockey. Definitely like my fortes. I like those. Uh, so I just see myself more of like rooting for just like in general. Yeah. In general, rather than the team. That's not to say like if Boston wins, I'm not a bandwagoner. Like I'm going to join, but I'm also going to criticize the team. Like new England, bonehead moves like oh yeah patriots cam newton especially i will die on this hill i said when cam newton comes to the patriots he needs to have a chip on his shoulder and he needs to remove the fucking ego if he can do that he can do good work he did it we don't really know because obviously bill is probably like don't say anything in front of the cameras the yada 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 but he couldn't play. He just couldn't play. He wasn't the cam like Wildcat specials. He wasn't like a, a mobile quarterback like we saw down in Carolina. He definitely couldn't throw the ball. So just all in all, it's just I will criticize Cam Newton for being just a shitty quarterback. And Bill, I would like to root for you. But at this point, you're showing me fucking nothing while Tom Brady's down in Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians winning championships. Okay. Listen to you here, there, there. So the point of the conversation here was yeah. a player coming to the team, player mm-hmm. that you hate coming to yep. your team. Yeah. You love him. He leaves yep. most likely because he came to the team. You love him yep. unless he goes to a rival team. In the scenario with like LeBron, if he came to the Celtics, he've already played with the Lakers. Yeah. So. It's not like he goes back to the Lakers and be like, oh, we hate him again. Like, that scenario doesn't matter. Now, a player like – okay, a player like Sidney Crosby yes, on the, on Pittsburgh. This is actually a really good example because mm. this gives us – perfect. So, we get Sidney Crosby, yep. who we hate. Yep. Great player. Yep. Not saying we think he's a bad player. We no, think, but he's a little bitch. Exactly. Yep. He comes to the Bruins. He mm-hmm. spends two years with the Bruins, mm-hmm. maybe helps us get a cup or at least get us close to a cup. And then, do I still like him? I think when he's on the Bruins, he's you're like, oh, you know, we're happy that he's here. Yeah, does he do bitch moment things? Or I'm like, because he hasn't been a hometowner, you're like, ah, dude, don't be a little bitch. You're on the Bruins now. It's a little bit different style of play, like mm-hmm. fit in or whatever. Nitty gritty, exactly. So I think I think Sidney Crosby, if he came, he would kind of. Mold you have to adapt. He would adapt a little bit. I mean, Krejci and Bergeron aren't nitty gritty fighters. They're kind no. of skill set. But pack. you have like people like. But great well, example, Marchand. Marchand is a gritty. He's a gritty player with a good skill set. With a good skill set, but I still think that sometimes Marchand can be a little bitch. Exactly. So, but in my scenario here, so he. Uh, Crosby comes to the Bruins mm-hmm. and he's here for like two, three years. Yep. And then he leaves and then he goes to the Canadians. Now I hate him that he's gone. I hate him again. <laughs> well, now now because he went back to the Canadians. Produce no, even more. But that's it. what I mean because that's that's essentially wh- where, you know, when they're on the team. Now, if he leaves, if because Sidney Crosby is not a. When you think of Sidney Crosby, you think of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Whatever little pit stop he makes towards the end of his career, you're like, oh, you know, unless you're a fan of that team, you'd be like, oh, remember when we had this X player? Like, you're not gonna. And, but 
that team is going to know where the next destination that that player goes if it's a rival team. Mm-hmm. Now, that's why I said in the, in the scenario of LeBron, it doesn't make sense because he's he's already been with the Lakers for like two years now, where if he came to the Celtics and then he decided to go back to the Lakers, you're not going to be like, oh, no. But it's it's essentially like a player that is playing on another team that you hate, comes to the Red Sox for a couple of years, and then goes to the Yankees. You're like, oh, my God, he goes to the Yankees. And even worse, if they go to the Yankees, Canadians, or wherever it is, and then win a championship, then you're like, that player forever is never going to be in my heart. I just think that for me, in my hearts of hearts, as like a sports fan rather than a... Um, a hometown yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't want to say, like, I'm not a I'm not a hometowner. Like, I, I am. I know what I'm, you're saying. I'm very happy with the Bruins winning the Cup in 2011. I'm very happy with the multiple championships Tom Brady has brought to New England. Um, I'm very happy with the New England Red Sox, or New England Red Sox, Boston Red Sox, and, like, the championships they have I keep brought. keep burping. <laughs> I thought I'm burping me. <laughs> But then I realize I'm like, oh, the camera's on. And they see me doing this and that. <laughs> I'll just use this for clips. Um, but I, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very grateful for the teams that we have in Boston and in New England and the players that have brought them. Tom Brady, like, I can't, I can't say good enough shit, especially with the way that Belichick has watch the team this year small sample size tom brady has one season bill belichick has one bad season tom brady has been able to prove himself year and year and year again but you know as a sports fan more so than like a definitely hometowner i don't know i just think that I think that there's a lot more to watch out for. I, and, like, if Sidney Crosby came, I'd still be like, you're a little bitch until you can prove yourself as a Boston Bruin. And while you're a Boston Bruin, like, if you keep up an well, attitude. It, no, I agree. I mean, in that same, you know, I'll just touch on this base before we go to the next thing is, yeah, yeah, a player can be a little bitch. But, I mean, if they come in, it's like they're, like, they're a player who's a little bitch, but they're a good player. But if they come and they're not good yeah. in our thing, you're like, you didn't prove yourself. Yeah. Like, Yamir Yager. Great player. Yeah. Didn't do much for us. I mean, that's... I mean, that's he, he was old, like... I know he is, but I mean, like, how many crossbars he hit that season? But... Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. So, we're Boston fans. We're very judgmental because we grew... Especially, we're Boston fans who grew up in an era from two, the year, like, 2001 mm-hmm. to 2018 where we were winning a championship on one of the major sports groups probably every other year. Yeah. yeah. So... Um. All right, moving on to the next thing. Baseball. Yeah. Pitchers and catchers reported to spring training for most teams. Thank God. How's truck day looking in in Red Sox Nation? It's already gone. They've already. They're in. Down. They're they're. It's already there. They're, no, the pitchers and catchers are throwing <laughs> balls, and it's like in the past. I think actually in 2018. When, when, after they won the World Series, and then it was like, oh my God, it's truck day and it's the spring training. And I'm like, already? It seems so soon. But the Red Sox were so fucking bad last year that I'm like, wait a second. Last the- year? I mean, it's like, I, I know what you're saying. Like, they were bad last year. And the year before that. The year before that. Like, I mean, just- 2019, they were like decent. They didn't make the playoffs. But I mean, like, they just come off the World Series. You were like, ah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, 
Uh, I think that we get our manager back, actually. We I think did. we didn't touch that. Alex no, Cora is yeah, back. No, we did. Yeah. Alex Cora is back with the, the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. From the, the. I'm not looking forward to the Red Sox again. Um, I'll watch them when I can. Mm-hmm. Because once again, it's yeah. an essence. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Um, but more importantly, San Diego. Let's talk about San Diego real quick. Okay. Love the city. Uh, love the city. Been yep. there a couple times. Yep. Did not know that San Diego became this big market for money in baseball. They're paying Manny Machado a fucking shit ton. Yep. They're paying Eric Hosmer a shit ton, mm-hmm. and now they just gave fourteen years and three hundred and forty million. To Fernando Tatis Jr. I don't. I, think I don't a, know baseball that well. Okay. So. Well, they're given. I know Tatis. 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 Mm-hmm. They're giving him three hundred forty million for fourteen years. Yep. So there's almost a billion dollars because he's like an infielder, and Machado's the third baseman. I think he's the shortstop. I think Tatis is the shortstop. Manny Machado's the third baseman, and Eric Hosmer is the first baseman. So their infield is almost worth a billion dollars. It's a lot of money. Even for baseball, that's a lot of money. And what's crazy about baseball is that money mm-hmm. mostly we'll get into it we'll get into some details here. Obviously a contract is worth so much money. Mm-hmm. Ten years, three hundred million, whatever it is. The player gets a very good amount of that. Yep. But there are monies to give to lawyers, there's money to give to agents, there's monies to give to investments and all this shit. Yep. But for the most part, the player gets most of that money. Yeah. But in, in baseball, unlike football and NHL and whatever it is, that money's all guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So this gentleman, Fernando Tatis, who gets three hundred and forty million for fourteen years. Yeah. Minus let's let's say take out fifty million of that. Yep. All the other million is his. He could never play the game of baseball again. Mm-hmm. He still gets all that money. That's the Mets are still paying Bobby Bonilla a million dollars a day on July something, one for thirty years. He hasn't played since like the late nineties, and they are still paying that man a million dollars a year. So imagine being someone like Bobby Bonilla. Now, once you become an athlete, and I've never been a professional athlete, I've never had such crazy amounts of money to be like this is the lifestyle like the lifestyle i live right now if someone said one day a year you're gonna get a million dollars i'd be like hell fucking yeah no fucking worries yeah i wouldn't that'd be nuts that's just a million dollars a one time payment of a million now imagine being fernando tati's Getting thirty million dollars a year for fourteen years—that's crazy, or roughly that. So anyway, Tatis gets this deal. Now he doesn't get all that money. Obviously, we talked about the agents, mm-hmm. but the big thing that I thought that was very interesting. So now I've, I've followed baseball contracts and I've followed other contracts. That, you know, understandable. Yeah. With with agencies, this was new to me. I never heard about this. So. Tatis Jr., I read this. This was on a Yahoo Sports article that I read. He, he when he was in the minor leagues, mm-hmm. he got a cash advancement from an investment firm called Big League Advance. Which sounds like a racket. 
It's very much something like that. So basically what the thing is, is Big League Advance, just like any other like hedge fund or investment fund, yep. you invest in a company or invest in, in, in a product, their product just happens to be a human being. So mm-hmm. they're basically, you know, they're, 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 they're towing the line there. Yeah. So they're basically investing in these players that they're going to hit a big deal. They're going to become a, a, a hot shot. They become this big, like Mike Trout, big contract. And then they're going to get paid back so the example that this is from their website big league advance um whatever contract that tatis gets for example big league advance may offer a player fifty thousand dollars for every one percent of his future professional earnings if a player wanted to sign a deal for five percent he would receive two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or if you wanted to sign a deal for ten percent he'd receive five hundred thousand dollars while our offer amounts are non-negotiable the percentage the player would like to give is up to the player. So essentially, if he was to get 10%, he he would have to give 10% of his contract to Big League Advance if he got that that 500 700,000. Mm-hmm. So he could be potentially giving 34 million dollars over 14 years to Big League Advance. And that's just to that investment firm. That's not including any agencies or any tax taxes is another yeah. thing. So he's still getting a good clip of change. He's still getting like probably tens of millions of dollars. Now, I'm not a mathematician, but I'll be generous and let's say he's getting $180 million. You know, let's assuming that a bunch of that is taxes and agency fees and all that. Let's just say he's $180 million over those 14 years. That's just his. That he doesn't have to share. Well, he's making $24 million a year. That's what 180 over 14 is? That's what 30, $340 million is. What, 20? Okay. Over 14. So essentially, you take even if you took out five million of that, yeah, you're still making like nineteen million dollars a year. <laughs> so yeah, yeah so you're so, making two point four million dollars a year. A year. Oh wait, hold on. That's a, Sorry, I did thirty four million. That's fine. So anyway, so he's making plenty of money. Yep. And uh, yeah, so this yeah, he's making twenty four million. So this uh, yeah, this does sound like a little bit of a racket. It absolutely sounds like a racket. I don't see how any way, shape, or form. From what you've written here, he has used the cash advantage f- advances for better training for himself, better nutrition, better uh, practice, facilities. practice facilities, and even developing down in the DR for his communities. Yeah, that's all well and good. That sounds great, but why why anyone would do that is just beyond me like that just seems like so much money to take out or that seems like so little money to pay back so much money like it just seems like way too much to me yeah and even crazier is that he was the number four prospect i think in the mlb at the time and and the san diego padres weren't giving him a the top knot you would think if you're one of your better prospects yeah in your system you'd be giving them excellent nutrition you'd be giving them excellent yeah, personal you'd be training. trying to build them up you're trying to develop the player into becoming a an asset to your team yeah but it is a gamble because i mean I, from what i read is if he didn't become this big hot shot he wouldn't have to pay the people back mm-hmm. i'm sure that's not true yeah, I'm sure he still owes someone Anytime somewhere. you take money from someone, they're going to Some, want something. There's no free lunch. Exactly. So it worked out for him. 
in the sense where he got a big deal. He's got to give some money to it, it, someone. Basically, that's a, an added agency fee, basically. Yeah. So the next bo- most boring sport on the planet, bu- 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 golf. Uh, we, all right, we can just touch about this one real briefly. I, I'll, I'll keep this one short. We'll okay. just keep it strictly to the Genesis Open. So the Genesis Open is, was this weekend, or mm-hmm. it is going on this weekend. It's in Los Angeles. Breaking your heart. It is breaking my heart. So for my pick I was in 89th last week. Now I'm in like 132nd. And I'm definitely going to fall way below that. I picked Rory McIlroy this week. Big news for Rory is he has become the first non-American player to be selected for the policy board of the PGA Tour. What does that mean? I have no idea. (laughs) Uh, But there's four players that are selected to be part of the, you know, as a player to be part of the whole policy making. I'm sure it's something to do with... Do you think it's more like a it's players like a, association? Essentially. Thing, it's basically the... the like the, the Yeah, exactly. See, uh, this is the thing that I can imagine is golf is so white-collared that they don't have unions. Uh, so well, therefore... It's really hard to have... Because like, like, it, there's really no like players union for the golf. Because it's so individualized. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's definitely things to do with like the... The, the corn fairy and those players who were trying to get their like PGA status and, mm-hmm. and all that. But anyway, Rory starting next year is going to be on the, and you know what? Maybe that's where he's best suited because on the golf course, it doesn't seem that way with his performance this weekend. Uh, a weekend. Sorry. He didn't even make it to the weekend. <laughs> I picked Rory and he has finished on Friday at plus seven, uh, about five from the bottom. Um, it's pretty dismal. I didn't watch it. I'm glad I didn't watch. I didn't watch. Yeah, I was working. I didn't get to see it. Probably but break your heart for someone who shoots themselves in around the plus seven range. I can't imagine someone in the professional shooting that. But he's not the worst. Justin Thomas plus eight. Damn, number three golf in the world. So very sad for that. So anyway. That's why I'm not going to talk about golf that much. Well, I do actually have a question on that. Like, how tough is this Genesis Open course? Like the Rivera, oh, it's tough. I mean, it's got it's, some tough holes. It's got some easy holes. How's the weather right now? Do we know? It's nice. Yeah. So well, it shouldn't have been the guy, like the guy who was in lead is at minus twelve. So it's really not. And it's and it's his name's Sam Burns. And if you're like who exactly, so yeah. someone like Sam Burns is near the top there. So it's not. Not so astro- not okay. Rory being plus seven. Yep. It's not like a oh man, the cut was plus two. He just missed it by five strokes. Like the putt was even, so we missed it by seven. Even mm-hmm. still not that bad. But the fact that a professional golfer can't shoot even par, like it's just mind blowing. Yeah. He's so, in his own head at that point. I will give the the one golfer that I'm gonna give credit here, Jordan Spieth, mm-hmm. who had sucked for years we talked about last he he's like tied for fourth right now he, he three tournaments in a row he's been near the top there so he could potentially if he can break that winners you know break that glass ceiling of winning it would be good for him well i think i bet on jordan spieth last week uh to take the winner position and uh he did not win but he didn't i lost a lot of money um i think that's what we can talk about golf so how are you sitting uh in golf, just to give the listeners a 
uh, about to, there's position. 379 of my closest friends, and I would not be surprised if I'm close to my 379th friend <laughs> by the end of this week. My other friend who was in the pool with me, he picked uh, John Rom, who who made the cut, so he will leapfrog me. John Rom, really? Isn't he like 40 years old? John Rom? No, he's yeah. 29, 28. What am I thinking? Of I have that? no idea. Okay. John Rom is from Spain. He's he's like the number two golfer in the world. I think I bet on John Rom sometime last year, but neither here nor there. By the way, you can only, once you pick a golfer, you can't use them again. Yeah, it's like a it's a survivor. So I'm glad I picked survivor. Rory, and I never have to worry about picking Rory again. But you know what's going to happen next week? I'm calling it. He'll do really well. Well, you know, close is only uh, good in horseshoes and hand grenades. And yes, so. Um, let's move on to the NFL. Um, so Carson Wentz is going to the Colts. Oh, you didn't get the pun that we thought oh, you were going to Sorry, I missed that. Sorry, sorry. Well, rewind this. So this is new. This is fresh. Yep. Carson Wentz to the Colts. That's so bad. I know. <laughs> I still, I if, you, if you literally didn't explain this text earlier in this week, I still would have given you shit and been like, I, I don't understand what you mean. What do you mean? And then someone would have been, oh. Well, no, was, you would have understood. You're like, because it was like, Carson Wentz to the cults. You'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And you go, no, Carson Wentz to the cults. And you're like, yeah, yeah, Carson Wentz to the cults. I go, no, 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 no. Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. To the, to the cults. cults. And then I would have been and like. And you still have been like, I don't get it. Yeah. And then you would have had to explain it to me. And, and I would they have go, been like. Went to the cults. And I would have been like, this is a terrible joke. Like, You've literally had to say this, this sentence four times. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he goes to the cults. He goes to the cults. Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, well, he goes to the Colts for a third round pick and a conditional second, which if he plays well. Is this a well or is it yeah, play? Okay. Well, he's got to play. Oh, he's got to play 75% 70, of snaps. Yeah. So 75% of snaps in that second uh, that second conditional pick becomes a first-round pick. Correct. He can play 70% of snaps if the Colts still make the playoffs and that pick would become a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. So. I, I am interested in Matt's take on this. I wish he was here because when we were talking about this, he said this is great for – Actually, what did he say? Well, I said it's good for Carson Wentz. It's good for oh, both. Because sure. Carson Wentz re- re- reconnects with Frank Reich, who was the offensive coordinator for the, the Eagles. Mm-hmm. The offensive line is 10 times better wow. than in Philadelphia. And that was, I think, what was a problem with Carson Wentz is because he was constantly on the move and he was constantly getting away from pressure that it was getting in his head mm-hmm. and he didn't have a line that was protecting him. But now he has a line that will actually protect him. He'd probably do a lot better. Um, the weapons, T.Y. Hilton, even though he's kind of, you know, he's, he's towards the end, but he's a hell of a lot better than Nelson. Agler. Actually, Nelson Aguilar wasn't even on the Eagles last year. I don't even know. Greg Fulton, Greg Ward, or whatever. There's players that, the wide receivers in Philadelphia were absolutely a dismal. Let me see if I can look that up. For oh, Jalen Rager was one of them who was actually, he was the rookie. But I mean, the, the, the receivers just weren't good. Mm-hmm. And, I'm not saying the the receivers for Indy are that much better, but I think T.Y. Hilton is a better receiver because the big receiver that Philly had was Alshon Jeffrey, mm-hmm. who couldn't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And T.Y. Hilton and Alshon Jeffrey, if you're comparing the two of them, I'd rather have T.Y. Hilton than Alshon Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. 
I would agree. And Paris Campbell is not bad. And you have a really good running back in Naeem Hines. Mm-hmm. Young running back. You didn't have that in Philly. You didn't really have a running back in the Philly. Yeah, so for the Philly depth chart um, that I'm looking at at this current moment on ESPN, uh, you have RB1, Miles Sanders, RB... Oh, I guess or, he was pretty good. I guess... Wide receiver one, Jalen Rager. Wide receiver two, Greg Ward. Wide receiver three, or sorry, these are I guess these are all wide receiver ones. Miles Sanders, Jalen Rager, Greg Ward, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, tight end, Dallas Godert. That's it. Oh, so Zach Ertz left. Zach Ertz is somewhere else. He's this, uh, no, this is listing uh, Zach Ertz as uh, TE two. I'm not even kidding. That's what ESPN has right uh, now. I believe it. So, anyway, yeah. So, I think Carson Wentz will be better off uh, on the Colts. I think the Eagles suck. And Don't tell Johnny that. Oh, fuck Johnny. <laughs> he actually knows it. The Eagles. He, he's watched his team. Um, <laughs> and if he's a real fan of Car- – like, it, so, that's the thing. Like, when a team is, is playing poorly – Mm-hmm. And you have a you have a player that you're like I really like this play like for Tom Brady for example. Yeah. Now the Patriots, when Tom Brady was playing for the Patriots, the last year they didn't play great. They still made the playoffs. Yeah. They won a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. They they lost to Tennessee. I don't know if they won to then play Tennessee, but they they were not playing like Tom Brady going to another team as a fan of Tom Brady. I'm like, yeah, because he wasn't going to – we weren't going to be successful with him. But we already talked about that hazard. So now as a player like Carson Wentz, Mm -hmm. who was not getting the weapons around him, he's not getting protected, the coach, Doug Peterson, terrible coach. Fucking terrible coach. And they drafted a quarterback in like the first, second round, and it's just like it's better for Carson Wentz to go somewhere else because he's also – he – is young. I think he only was in. The, I think he was in the 2016 draft. So mm-hmm. he's only been in the league for like five years, and they won the Super Bowl without him. And he's constantly getting hurt, so the, he still has a lot to prove. And if you're a real big fan of him, you want him to thrive. He wasn't going to thrive in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He needed to go somewhere else to prove that he is still capable of being an NFL quarterback and be a winner. And it wasn't going to be in Philadelphia. So if I was an actual Philadelphia fan. I'd be like, go, Car- like, go Carson Wentz, go do something else somewhere else. Because also, I don't want you on my team. Yeah. Because you you're suck. You're not going to produce. You're not going to produce. And the, you're going to suck. And I'd rather see what Jalen Hurts has in for the long run for going forward. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you you hate to see athletes who are supposed to be good, who never, you, you hate to see athletes wash up on your shore. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't want that. Uh, Carson Wentz is 28 years old. He's still got some miles left on Plenty the Plenty of miles on the thing. Yeah. So well, how old's fucking Matt Stafford? I mean, everybody oh, was like, shit. I'd love to get Matt Stafford. Yeah. I mean, people he's are like still th- talking. I think about I want to say he's thirty three. Uh that ma- magical age. <laughs> let's see. Matt Stafford is thirty three. <laughs> there you are. You hit it right on the head. Uh, he, actually, uh, happy birthday, Matt Stafford. He just turned, uh, 33, almost two weeks ago. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, I was going to say two weeks ago. Do February 7th. 
okay. day after my dad's birthday. Because February 14th, Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. was our the pre-Tom Brady era of New England. Mm-hmm. Drew Bledsoe's birthday is, is December, uh, February 14th. Mm-hmm. I did a report on him in seventh grade. <laughs> um, he's actually a big winemaker. He's, a, he's really big into he's a, he owns a bunch of wineries in Washington. Drew Bledsoe does. I do know that. I am familiar with that. I did not familiar with the wines. I'm familiar with uh, him, uh, oh, him making wines in Washington. In Washington, yeah. Um, so this week as well, actually, I think it was just today. Uh, Pro Football Focus just released their. Um, oh, it's gone. Um, they just released their rankings. We're, uh, for, we're at a minute twenty. I don't know if that matters to you. Uh, we can go for another. Yeah, we can go for a little bit longer. All right, cool. I'm good for you. Uh, as long as the it makes sense. So this week, uh, actually today, Pro Football Focus released their rankings for free agency in 2021. Uh, so they give their 152 players. Right, let's um, go through all of them. Sorry, one. <laughs> we are not going to do that. Me and you had a conversation earlier uh, as to who we want to talk about. I think I'll just rattle off someone. You give me your prediction of where they should go and how why you feel that way. Uh, number one on Pro Football Focus's uh, list is Dak Prescott. Uh, so what are you feeling? Dallas. Absolutely. Should stay in Dallas. Dallas should pay him. Mm-hmm. I the franchise tagged him too many times, mm-hmm. and the injury. It was very sad because he was lighting it up before the injury. Yeah, and Dallas because him being in Dallas helps Dallas obviously helps mm-hmm. Zeke Elliott helps the receiving core. They got a good strong receiver. They Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. They have weapons. The mm-hmm. offense would look is going to look very electric with a healthy Dak Prescott. And Dallas, we talked about last episode what the QB free agent market out there. Do you really want? No. Do you want Josh McCown or or, or Fitzmagic fucking throwing the ball? Like no. I mean, I kind of want to see Fitzpatrick there in Dallas. That'd be nice. But <laughs> no, I think I but, think if you have the option between Dak Prescott and paying him, yeah, or Fitzpatrick, I'm gonna take Dak Prescott ten out of ten times. And I think I think. And, and, and as bad as it sounds, Dallas can probably pay Dak Prescott less because of the injury. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be a high contract, but I don't think Dak. I mean, put this way, I don't think. I think. I think before the injury, there was talks where like, oh, Dak Prescott wants forty million. I'm like, that's never going to happen. Like, right. I'd see Dak Prescott. Well, like, I'll give twenty. I'll give twenty five million a year to Dak Prescott for like four years. This is this is uh, so. Run that back to me one more time. I said I would give twenty five million a year to mm-hmm. Dak Prescott for four years. So pro football focus. I did not read this article by the way. I know. Uh, I literally am dropping the bomb on you guys right now. Like if Matt was here, I don't know if he would have saw it already. This I literally just heard about driving uh, before you got to my house. Um, their prediction is the Cowboys will sign Dak Prescott, and they will sign him for four years at one hundred and fifty-eight million dollars. Um, and they are are thinking that one hundred and fifteen million of that is going to be guaranteed, oh. and then seventy-five million will be fully guaranteed at signing. 
Wait. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Hundred. Um, so 115 million are going to be guaranteed. So I would imagine that 75 million oh, of that is going to be fully guaranteed. Bonus. At yeah. So he'll get 75 million at signing right away. And then if he plays, he will get the additional 20. No. No, no, no. So yeah, so, so basically the signing bonus. He signs it. He gets seventy five million, mm-hmm. but he still gets the one hundred and fifteen guaranteed. If but he then, plays, no, no, no. That's all still guaranteed. But one hundred. So seventy five oh, of the oh, one hundred fifteen that hits their their cap hit and exactly. Then he'll have and it. then so okay. so one hundred fifteen is guaranteed. But yep. if it's one hundred fifty eight, the other like thirty whatever it is, yeah, could if he plays, he could get yeah. But I that I get that I, I that because. In football, it's one thing because baseball, we said you get that money no matter what. Mm -hmm. Football, it's all about the guarantee. So that's a good front. You want as a quarterback, as a as a running back, as a like all these players that positions that take a lot of like actually all the positions that take a lot of hit with the exception of like kicker. Mm -hmm. You want front loaded money, yeah, guaranteed money. So it's like, oh, what's the guarantee? So Yeah. yeah, so that's where yeah he'll go there. So what's the next one? Um, the next one is. Chris Godwin. So, where do you find Chris Godwin's going to land? Ugh, he could be anywhere. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a slot receiver. I mean, I'd love to see him at the Patriots. Um, yeah, it would be fantastic. Use the cap money that the Pats have to actually pick up a good wide receiver and get some weapons. Now, in fantasy purposes, where do I want to see him go? I mean, he could potentially – I would love to see him actually go to Detroit mm-hmm. because – Goff being in Detroit, if Chris Godwin goes to Detroit, he can kind of fill that Cooper Cup type role for Goff mm-hmm. and for fantasy output. Galladay is going to be gone. That's probably mm-hmm. on your list there because um, he's a free agent as well. Mm-hmm. So Galladay will go. You put, fill in Chris Godwin, or maybe Galladay comes back. You get a Galladay, Godwin, uh, Jared Goff. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, so Pro Football Focus has currently. His prediction uh, at the Bucks. I'm gonna franchise tag him. You could say, yeah, that makes sense. They're gonna franchise tag him for 2021, and the deal is not reached before the season starts. Um, otherwise, they see the Bucks signing Godwin for five years, 110 million, 65 million total guaranteed, 45 million fully guaranteed at signing. I buy it. So uh, I would, I would, I would say most, most likely, yeah, the Bucks, the. Patriots is hopeful, but I also would like to see him go to Detroit if he was. Yeah. All right. Well, if we're gonna stick on that train, um, Kenny Galladay, we'll jump out of him because we were talking about him. I want him to go to L.A. L.A. Okay. I want, I want him to follow Stafford. Okay. Um, he's probably gonna st- either. He's probably gonna stay with Detroit. So, Pro Football Focus is currently predicting that the Lions franchise tag Kenny Galladay for the 2021 season. Uh, otherwise, he's going to sign with the Giants. And then uh, it's going to be for four years, $85 million. $57.5 million of that is going to be guaranteed. $37.5 Don't buy it. Not guaranteed. buying it. Yeah. Um, Next. I don't really know. Next. <laughs> There, I mean, you guys can go on. All of this shit is like if, if this is all. Just, way, if a player is able to be franchise tagged, I'm gonna be. I should better yet. Next player asks, 
Tell me if they're able to be franchised. Because if they're franchise tagable, okay. they're going to... Do you want to take that? Yeah. yeah. Allen Robinson? Yeah. The second? Okay. Can, uh, can he be franchise tagged? No. Oh. Not by there. He has so much potential to go anywhere. Yeah. And I want him to go to a team that has a good fucking quarterback. Okay. The man has played his whole career with fucking shit. He had Mitch Trubisky throwing in the ball. He had fucking Blake Bortles throwing in the ball. Like, Don't talk about my boy Blake Bortles like that. Fuck him. I love Blake Bortles. I, I want him out of Chicago. I fucking hate Matt Nagy. I hate Mitch Trubisky. I want him. He's got a. He's out of Chicago. Okay. Anywhere else besides the Jets. So if you if you could throw a dart at the wall, like close your eyes, just throw it. Maybe. Where he would end up? Yeah. Where does the heart lead you? Honestly, I really want to kind of see him in Kansas City. He deserves some. That heart's broken by. Pro Football Focus. He is going to the Dolphins for four years, eighty-four million dollars, fifty-two point five is guaranteed, and thirty-five million is fully guaranteed at time. That's fine. I don't. I really. To a Talvo, Talvo. I really want. I really actually. I really want the because I don't. The Patriots. I, obviously, I want the Patriots to get all the best players, but mm-hmm. realistically, I would want the Dolphins to package up. Whatever picks they had, a pick they had, Tua, and send them to Houston and put Deshaun Watson in, in uh, Miami. Mm-hmm. And then I'm okay with Allen Robinson going to Miami. Cause to then, play with Watson. Oh. Allen Robinson deserves Deshaun Watson. Allen Robinson deserves a competent quarterback. That man is incredible. His catch radius is incredible. And he has had to play with Mitch fucking Trubisky. Go on. All right. Justice uh, for Allen. Go on. Let's uh, <laughs> I'm probably going to skip that one. All right. Give me two more and then we should probably call it. Okay. Um, what would be fun? Let's go Will Fuller. Will Fuller. Will Fuller. What are you feeling here? I'm feeling he's not going to complete the season. I'm, I'm feeling he's going to get a three-year deal and then fucking like, play six games in the three-year deal. Um, Where does he land? Seattle. All right. Uh, Will Fuller from Pro Football Focus is going to land at the pack. He's going to land at the pack for five years. <sighs> Eighty-seven point five million. No way. Twenty-five million signing bonus. No way. Yep, that's what they predict. The contract analysis. I'll I'll read you this at least. Houston seemingly put itself in a precarious position by not trading Fuller to the Packers at the deadline. Fuller was having a career year and seemed destined to command top dollar in a crowded wide receiver free agent class, but a six-game suspension for PEDs cut his 2020 season short. In situations like this, the range for the next contract is very wide. Yeah, there's no way he gets that. No. No. Uh, Alright. Last but not least, I do really want to go into this one. Um, it is Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, if Houston's really trading <laughs> Deshaun Watson, he's already familiar with the Houston organization. He's played there before. Okay. Um, oh, God. Uh, I mean, Jacksonville. You think Jacksonville? Yeah. Why? Uh, well, he, he needs to go to somewhere where there's a young quarterback that's coming in or a team mm-hmm. that's going to be drafting a young quarterback mm-hmm. because he is an excellent leader. Mm-hmm. He's an excellent fill-in quarterback. When Ryan Fitzpatrick has nothing to lose is when he's at his greatest. Mm-hmm. When he's literally like, I, I have nothing to prove to this place. I have nothing to be like, oh, my God, they may bench me. He's like, fuck it. I'm just going to huck it and just, just go to town. Like Fitz Magic in Tampa Bay, when when he was just fucking – the number one fantasy quarterback, he'd just be like fucking lighting it up. You're like, holy shit. It's because, what, James Winston was suspended for four games? He's mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to have this job. This isn't going to be my job. James Winston's going to come back. So. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Maybe he comes back and takes James Winston's job again <laughs> in New Orleans. And he's just like, he's like, yeah, you know, they did. No, New Orleans wouldn't do that. They wouldn't bring in another old character back to replace. I don't know. Vitzmatra can literally go anywhere. I don't... Are you ready? Yeah. What are they saying? The Patriots sign Fitzpatrick for one year deal at ten million dollars. He completes ten million total guaranteed and fully guaranteed at signing. Gets, this man gets paid ten million dollars to come to Massachusetts. He well, he's a Harvard grad, man. Is he actually? Yeah, he is a Harvard grad. He's a smart guy. He gets his infinity stone. He's played for Buffalo, the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> he gets the they had to snap the NFL out of existence. <laughs> no, it was I think well, what was it the uh, the footballers? I think who they oh they talk about uh, Frank Gore being infinite and in everything that he is. Yeah, that he just needs to play for a, a purple team because he's had because he he's played for the Dolphins, which is like an orange. He, he's played for the Bills, which is a blue. They've played for, he's played for the Jets, which is green. And he's played for the fair tonight, 49ers, which is red. So he just needs to play for a purple team to get his infinity so stone. What is that? Just the Vikings? The Vikings or the the Baltimore. Oh, yeah. True. And then he can <laughs> <laughs> just end it all. Well, uh, getting close to the end, Fitzpatrick, I don't want to see him. Uh, he honestly like fun to watch. I'd like to see him as a Patriot. Really? If they draft, if the Patriots. You're able- talking about the no. same. You're talking about the same fan base that you literally just talked about before in the show. That if they come into Boston, literally have to prove something. No, he has nothing to prove because he's not great. So you think they're just gonna pay this man ten no. million dollars? Because they're paying. So they're not paying this man ten million to. You don't pay someone ten million for one year just for one year. They are paying Fitzpatrick ten million for one year to be that fill-in. To no, to dra- they're drafting a quarterback because what he did for Tua. He is a coach. He's the filler. He's an extra mind in the quarterback room, and he's there to to nurture this new quarterback that the Patriots hopefully will draft or get to be the next thing up. And he's the he is the filler, but he's a filler. Type of coach, mm-hmm. and that's where you would get the best out of Fitzmagic. So you're paying him ten million dollars to be. I a wouldn't coach. pay him ten million dollars. 
Well, you paid it. how much did you pay fucking Cam Newton? You paid him like a million dollars. Yeah. Why would you pay Fitzpatrick ten million? That's absolutely sick. Because he doesn't have a health he doesn't have a health he's a he's a tough guy. He yeah, he doesn't have a health issue, but that's the only reason why they paid that the Cam Newton didn't get a lot more. Bill Belichick is not paying a quarterback like Fitzpatrick ten million dollars. Cam Newton has brought himself to a Super Bowl. Well you can't yes. You get a whatever with Fitzpatrick, you need that's dependent on the weapons of wide receivers because the Patriots have a lot of money to spend. Yeah, I think I heard earlier it's like $65 million. They need to get one of these wide receivers. They do. Are they going to do that? That's all up to Bill Belichick. I think I think at this point, so in the past, there used to be like, oh, you know, people, you know, they want to come to the Patriots to play with Tom Brady and potentially win. No, well, that's why everyone's going to. That's why I was going to go in Tampa. Yeah. But now the Patriots don't have that luxury of being like, we're the Patriots. People want to come to you us to win a win. You got to pay top dollar. Yeah. And people have to i think bill knows that mm-hmm. and so that's i mean bill knew that in the beginning with because in the beginning when pa- bill was in the picture like you brought in rodney harrison for top dollar you mm-hmm. brought in defensive players for top dollar you know you brought a randy moss it wasn't like this oh you know come to us we're great like it was you know they didn't think so yeah all right well with that, we just want to say thank you guys so much for listening to this week's manager special. Unfortunately, again, we didn't have Matt on with us, and it was, uh, I'm sure he would have had a lot of input for that. But it was an awesome show. Gladly appreciate Andrew, you coming up to the Grealish Media Group headquarters. Uh, we will continue to do this, hopefully, in the future. But. As always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. It would really help us out a ton. If you could go rate, comment, subscribe, all of that stuff, um, absolutely. We want to plug our social medias currently, still only on Instagram. You can find us there, as well as we want to give a special thanks to the Q-Tip Bandits for the use of our theme song, Willow which is available for streaming and purchase wherever you get your music. Next episode drops Sunday on February 28th. And what's our, what's our Instagram handle? Our Instagram handle is at the manager special. I love it. All right. See you guys soon. Peace. <laughs>